0: Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of Twin Twin Talk Talk MN. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And we are so excited to be back on the air with you today on this Sunday NFL morning. The NBA is so close to crowning a champion. Next time we see you, we might have a champion, but most likely in two more times. The MLB starts the playoffs tomorrow, and we will also crown a champion in the coming weeks. But today's the last day of the MLB season. So we have tons of news in NFL. Week 3 Sunday game take is today. Tons of sports news. Also, there is a death in sports that we regret to inform you about. And a great story with a very uplifting story. And a great birthday. But let's get started. Andrew, we just finished the start of week 3 with Thursday Night Football. What happened? Yeah, Ron, on Thursday Night Football... Every single person thought it would be a great game between the beard and the mustache. Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Gardner Minshew. Ryan Fitzpatrick sent in press comments. The beard is cooler. Guys that grow mustaches have patchy sides. But Minshew responded with, I have respect for my elders, even when they are much, much older. I can grow a beard if I want to. But, sadly, the beard reigned supreme. Ryan Fitzpatrick had a great game, rushing for a touchdown, passing for a couple more, and the Jaguars could not get anything going That's their top wideout. Ryan, the Sunday before, was terrible. There were so many big injuries. The top two fantasy players just got injured. A lot of players are out for the season. Some of the top players are out for a while. Ryan, what happened? Well, it was just incredibly insane. I mean, the best player in the entire league, Christian McCaffrey, is out four to six weeks with a big ankle sprain. This is terrible. Saquon Barkley, who last year missed many games and was terrible with another ankle injury this year. Out for the year with another ankle injury. The San Francisco 49ers have more than 10 injuries. They're starting 10-end. George Kittle will miss his second straight week this week. Number one running back, Raheem monster. Number two running back, Kevin Coleman. Number one wide receiver, Debo Samuel. Number two wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. They're starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Two guys all in the offensive line. Their amazing second-year rookie defensive rookie of the year player, Nick Bosa, out for the year with an ankle injury. Another star defensive end. Solomon Thomas, also out for the year. Another star linebacker, D. Ford, will also be out for some time. Richard Sherman, star quarterback, also out. Just so many injuries. This is so terrible. And I can't remember if we told you about this last time, so I'm just going to tell you again. The Vikings linebacker, Anthony Barr, is sadly out for the season after... Tearing his pet, And that's just a couple of teams. Also, with the Denver Broncos, their starting linebacker opted out. Two of their starting defensive ends are out for the year. Their starting quarterback is injured. Their number one wide receiver, Corbin Sun, is injured. Their backup running back, Phillip Lindsay, is out with turf toe. It, it's just incredible how many injuries. Yeah, and also, Vine, some very, very bad news for the Los Angeles Chargers. Right before game time on Sunday, about three hours after, um before the game. No, they saw that the quarterback could not go. Right before the game, he said, Coach, I'm sorry, I can't go on. And they had to turn to the rookie, Justin Herbert, who almost defeated the Chiefs, but came up short. Then they were pretty sure that Tyrod Taylor could play in this week's game today. But a doctor was trying to give him some pain medication and was giving him a shot around his chest and accidentally punctured his lung. That's right. He accidentally punctured. Punctures his lung. It was a very sad accident. Luckily, there was no long-term damage done. Taylor will most likely start next week's game, but today, it's Herbert time. Yeah, and also, some more injuries. The number one wide receiver in the entire league, Michael Thomas. Terrible injury in week one. Some people thought he might be out for the year. Missed last week with Monday Night Football. Definitely will miss today. Also, Devontae Adams, star wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Also out with a hamstring injury, who will be out. Go Vikings. Hopefully the Packers will lose today. And also, number three wide receiver in the National Football League, Julio Jones, will most likely be out for today's game with the Bears with another injury. So that's right. The number one running back, Christian McCaffrey, out for four to six weeks, the number two running back, Saquon Barkley, out for the season, the number one wide receiver, Michael Thomas, out for a couple of weeks, the number two wide receiver, Devontae Adams, out for a couple of weeks, and the number three wide receiver, Julio Jones, probably to miss today's game, and maybe more, the number one or two tight end, and George Kittle, also injured, oh my god, Andrew, why are there injuries, also with the New York Jets, number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver, starting running back, backup running back. Six guys on their defense. What is going on with injuries? Ryan, I think it's just no preseason. We saw it with the MLB. There was no no spring training. And there were so many pitching injuries at the beginning of the season. Over the course of the season, still a couple more injuries than usual, but not as many as there were at the beginning. I think the exact same thing is happening with the NFL. Guys were not ready for the season. Yeah, and Andrew, when 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan was asked, how does your team have 15 injuries? He said... It's the turf. He said that the turf they were playing on was sticky. The turf is sticky. is why you have to reach into third-string players to start. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but sorry. Sticky turf. (laughs) And, I mean, I don't believe it that much, but sorry. Ten injuries and the team they were playing against, the Jets, who also have more than ten injuries on the starters, and... The Giants, who has Saquon Barkley injured, and their number one wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, injured, and two or three defensive guys injured? Maybe. And you might think, well, at least 49ers won't be playing there this week. Actually, they are. <laughs> yeah, really, really crazy. The Niners will be playing the Giants. That is going to be a great game. Now, Vine, let's talk about some crazy, crazy games, Ryan. The Seahawks, Patriots. Does it ever not end anywhere about the one yard line? It was basically the exact same situation as the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But this time, the Patriots were down five at the one-yard line. It's a shotgun pass to Newton. He runs up the middle. He trips. And he's down. Newton is tackled at the .5-yard line. No score. Seahawks win at the one-yard line. Looks like they were right to pass. And also with the Cowboys... They were down by a ton against the Falcons going into the fourth quarter. But after a Greg Zurloin watermelon onside kick, the Falcons apparently said, We don't want the ball. We do not want the ball. We will not win. And the Cowboys said, Thank you. And they won. At one time, the Falcons had a 99.9% chance to win, with a fan betting over $35,000 on the Falcons, looking to win over a million dollars. At that time, he lost all of this money betting on a team that had 99.99% chance to win. So that's why never gamble. It's a road to disaster. Now, in the MLB, the MLB playoffs are very close to set. But Andrew, a couple of things that Los Angeles Dodgers are the team to beat. Which team do you think can beat them? Yeah, Vine. In my opinion, in the NL Obviously, they team to beat the Dodgers, but in my opinion, the only teams that can really compete with the Dodgers are teams that have the good enough pitching. The Dodgers are so deep at pitching with Clayton Kershaw and Walker Buehler and Julio Urias as a great starter, and they also have some other very talented starters. But I just feel like you need the pitching depth. I think the Padres might have it in them to beat the Dodgers in maybe five or seven-game series. I also think that maybe the Braves hitting could overtake some of those amazing Dodgers pitchers. Now, Ryan, let's talk about the AL. It could not be closer. Ryan, the Twins are one game over the White Sox for the division lead. The Indians are one game behind the White Sox, two games behind us for the division. Ryan, right now the Twins are in second place. Oakland's in third, one game behind us. Ryan, what is going on in the AL? What's going to happen on Tuesday? Well... The Twins, it's almost official who we are going to play. It's the Yankees. No, I'm kidding. Luckily, it's not the Yankees. Thank God. The Twins will not be playing the Yankees in the first round unless some pretty drastic things happen, and I'm not even sure if that. Most likely, we'll be playing the Toronto Blue Jays. The thing about the Blue Jays, kind of like the Twins, they built all in on hitting. The Blue Jays, like the Twins, have one of the best starting pitchers in the league in Jin Ryu, such as Kent Maeda. But... After that, the Blue Jays' rotation really falls off a cliff, as do the Twins. The second-best pitcher, uh, you haven't heard of it. And if you weren't a Twins fan, you, would have, you probably would not have heard of another Twins starter. But the Blue Jays' hitting is what we really have to watch out for. So we'll definitely have to see if we're able to get our pitching staff going. Yeah, we will definitely have to see, Vine. We know that the Dodgers and the Padres and kind of are basically the teams to beat in the NL. But Ryan, I feel like in the AL... Besides the Yankees, if I'm a Twins fan, I don't really care who you play. Are there any teams that you really do not want to face? Number one, the Cleveland Indians. All five days, they put out an all-star pitcher. You can't say that about really any team in the MOE in the last couple years besides the Houston Astros in 2017 won. Oh, wait, what happened? Oh, yeah, they won the World Series in five games. Yeah. Pitching wins championships. And I completely think... That will happen this year with the Indians, and we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, definitely, it's going to be really close. In my opinion, I don't really want to face the Athletics, because I feel like their pitching is so good, along with that dominant pen and very good hitting behind Matt Orson. So, I definitely give the Twins the edge to win this series in Round 1, whether it's against... I'm pretty sure it's guaranteed to be the Blue Jays. Uh, it might be against the Astros, I think, but pretty sure we're guaranteed the Blue Jays. Maybe the Yankees, but... Hopefully not. Now, Vine. let's talk about the NBA. Ryan, yesterday, one team punched their ticket to the NBA Finals, and that team was the Denver Nuggets. No, I'm just kidding. It's the Lakers. Sadly, LeBron James said, you go up, you go down 3-1. Yeah, you're not coming back. I'm the king. You're the prince. You got nothing on me. LeBron, Anthony Davis, With clutch shots in just about every single game. AD hitting a game winner a couple nights ago. LeBron having uh, some very clutch shots tonight to ice out the game. Ryan. The Lakers will either play most likely the Heat who are up 3-2 against the Celtics. Who have game six tonight. Either against the Heat or the Celtics in the finals. Ryan. Think either of those teams have a chance against the King? What do you think? LeBron James. Is getting another ring. I think the king's getting another ring. The king never has enough rings. Give the king a ring. I don't want to, but I think that is just a shoe in But what I want to talk about really, Andrew, is this Heat Celtic series. Every game has been decently close, but the Heat, their chemistry, might be the best chemistry we've ever seen from every any team ever. They have a bunch of rookies, a bunch of veterans, a bunch of guys right smack dab in the middle. Why are they so good? Well, yeah, fine. I definitely think that a big part of it is definitely the coaching staff. I feel like Eric Spostra is one of the best coaches, and they have a very good management. I also think that they have a great ratio between strong veterans, such as Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, and Goran Dragic, who can help the guys who are kind of in their prime, such as Bam Adebayo, and who can also help young guys, such as Derrick Jones Jr., Tyler Hero, who might I add, went off in Game Four, and almost closed after the series. But Soaks got another chance, and they went with it. And also undrafted, and also undrafted rookie Kendrick Nunn. Vine, if the Heat do advance, what what high points do you think they could take into the Lakers series? Well, in my opinion, I just think they have to take not getting down in games. The Celtics have had leads in a lot of the games, and the Heat they battle back when the Heat are up by ten. At the end of that quarter, they say, let's push it to 20. They're down by 10 going into the third quarter. They say, Let's take the weed. They don't give up. They they never give up. And everyone says, Oh, I'll never give up. Don't give up. But the Heat, like, they actually don't give up. They keep on working and working and working, and it pretty much always pays off a lot. So that's the NBA right now. The Heat are up 3-2 in the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Lakers punch their ticket to the NBA championship they will face the victor of the Heat versus the Celtics. Now, Ryan, let's talk about the Twins. We know that our playoff series is set, probably, but we're still fine, Ryan. Last night, we had a great game against Cincinnati. We did lose the night before, and over the past week, we've had a pretty good record. But, Ryan, what do you think our Achilles heel is going into the playoffs? In my opinion, it's just pitching. We... Not the relief pitching as much. We have, I just think it's going to be in the big moment. I mean, you look at some of the best World Series teams, all pitching. Last year, the Nationals, Max Scherzer, top five pitcher in the game. Steven Strasburg, top 10 pitcher in the game. Patrick Corbin, top 20 pitcher in the game. Okay, we have Kentamaeda, Maeda, top 10 pitcher in the game. Jose Barrios, maybe top 30. And then who's our next one? Michael Pineda, who did two starts this year because he was using drugs? Let's go! No, Michael Pineda stinks. The rest of our pitching staff is garbage. It's all garbage. But we need the hitters to come up. I mean, when you look at the New York Yankees, their pitching staff's been doing worse than almost any other team in the league. They just score eight runs per game and win the average game 14 to 11. Yeah, definitely. I think the Twins need their hitters to carry the way. But it can't be my Can have a couple great games. And Jose Brios really carries his weight. That could get us very far in the playoffs. Ryan, right. the Vikings. There are no words. I can't say anything. Last week, going into the courts game, I had very high hopes. I was very excited for that game. I thought it was going to be a great game with Phillip Rivers. But, I was wrong. It was all their rookie running back, Johnson. Taylor. He ran all over us, over 100 yards in a touchdown. And you might say, oh, it's okay. We have our own running back who's a lot better Dalvin than Cook. But how well can he really do if he doesn't get the ball? Ryan, Kirk Cousins threw 22 times. Had completed nine of them. Threw three interceptions. Kirk Cousins is terrible. The Vikings got killed. And guess what, Ryan? You know, in week one, we got a safety... Guess what happened in week two? Another safety. That's an NFL record. The Vikings have set the worst record in the NFL for back-to-back games with a safety. Ryan, the offensive line is terrible. Cousins is terrible. We don't give the ball to cook. In. When we are not do that, we're terrible. Our defense is terrible. Ryan, we have four injuries going into this week. Bars out for the season. Our top two cornerbacks, Hughes, is I think he has another concussion or something. Dancer apparently has a back injury. Our backup linebacker, Troy Dye, is out. Barr, as we know, is out for the season. And one of our offensive linemen is out. He's now starting a rookie. And you think, well, a linebacker, it's okay. It's okay. As long as we're not facing a good running team. Well, Vikings fans, I'm about to make you very sad because we're playing one of the best running backs of all time, Derrick Henry. Tonight, this afternoon, we will get killed. The Titans' offense has been one of the most explosive in the entire league. Where if they actually had a decent kicker, they would have scored over 60, between 50 and 60 points this season. Which is about doubly what the Vikings have done. So, in my opinion, we will be killed tonight. And the Titans have been great with their wide receivers exploding. Bad secondaries. And you might think, oh, the Vikings secondary isn't bad. You're right. It's not bad. It sucks. It is the worst secondary in all of NFL history. Yeah, the Vikings have very, very terrible corners. We do have probably the number one safety deal in Anthony Harris and Hanson Smith. But hey, they can only do so much. And also the Titans signed big name free agent, Jadavion Crowney. Ryan, when we got the couple safeties, it was on a corner blitz. And a couple of defensive tackles breaking through the line. Imagine what's going to happen. When you have Jadavian Clowney. On. This is for Cleveland. Ryan. Will we further break the record. Of getting another safety. I hope not. But hey. There's been so many surprises. Now. With the Vikings. It wouldn't surprise me if. We get negative points. Now. With all this negative news. It's time for two. Happy pick me ups. Er. Some of them aren't happy. After the Vikings game, one um, bad spot for the Colts was that their star wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton, had a terrible game. There was a ball that, again, the Vikings just didn't guard him at all. He was wide open, 60 yards away, no Vikings even watching him. The Colts quarterback throws a nice, lazy touchdown to him, or it would have been a touchdown. If he could catch the ball, the ball went right through Hilton's hands. And Hilton was angry. And on the next right play, this misses another catch. And every game, T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver for the Colts, has a ritual of talking to his grandmother. And she always tells him, oh, you did so well. I can't believe how well you did. But she said, you stunk. T.Y., you stunk. You missed easy catches. I've never seen you look so bad. I have never seen you look worse in my life. I can't believe how bad you are. You need to get better. You need to get better, or I might stop watching you. And my thing too, I was, okay, grandma, okay. But, in press conference, when the reporter asked him, hey, T.Y., I heard, I heard your grandma was pretty hard on you. What was that all about? T.Y. responded, she's just honest. She's brutally honest. And I have to Do better. And something else, also with T.O.I. Hilton, I believe it was him, is... Never mind. That's a different person. Now, Ryan, the Vikings are terrible. Yeah. Ryan, today we're probably going to lose. Yeah, today we're probably going to lose. But last week, when the Vikings were facing one of the best linebackers in the entire league, Darius Nunn for the Colts, he is a happily married man and was wearing football gloves. And when he had his ring on his hand... It accidentally fell into the football gloves. And after the game, he went over to some kids and gave them his gloves. Then the kid's dad was with them. And the dad posted on social media, uh, My kids found this wedding ring in uh, an NFL player's glove. Uh, what should I do with it? Then immediately the linebacker saw it and said, Oh, dang it. I need those. Now, that is kind of funny, but fine. We have to get to some sadder news. One of the top running backs of all time in the NFL, Gale Sayers, has sadly passed away. He was an amazing NFL player, but an even greater person. Yeah, Gale Sayers is one of the best NFL running backs of all time. And I'm guessing you're thinking, Ryan, you're probably going to either share some nice things that he did or some of his best stats. And I would like to share some of his best stats, but actually compared to what a lot of running backs do now, they weren't that impressive. But do you know why? I'm sure you don't. When the NFL started about 100 years ago, yes, you could still have a running back and you would still pass the ball. But they didn't pass. A lot of teams didn't run the ball. The only time you ran the ball was when you needed one or two yards. And that was when Gale Sayers played. And he broke tons of rushing records for his time. And then there wasn't a lot of rushing. Right now, every team has a running back. Every team has one, an incredible running back. In my opinion, some of the best 15, 20 players in the week are running backs. But back when Sayers played, 60s, 50, 60 years ago, there's barely any running at all. But Gale Sayers, he still is one of the best running backs in history. He has more yards than almost anyone of all time. And When you look at how many times he actually carried the ball, it'll just blow your mind. He barely ever got the ball. They never gave him the ball. But when he did, he'd get 10, he'd get 20, he'd get 30, he'd get 40. He would go all the way, Gale Sayers. Rest in peace. We'll miss you. But he changed the game. He changed the game. He made running an offense. Right now, the San Francisco 49ers and Baltimore Ravens, without their run games... They would suck. But they can thank Gale Sayers because he showed the NFL your offense can run through a running back. It can be a running offense. And like the Vikings, as Andrew just said, Kirk Cousins threw 25 times. He threw three interceptions and completed a pass nine times. That's embarrassing and sad to beat Kirk Cousins. But with our running game, that's what does well. Gale Sayers did a lot of things well. Rest in peace, Galsayers. Thank you for all your contributions, and we love you and miss you. Now, here is an incredible story that I'm so excited to tell you. This is the story of a man named Draymond Green. Green was born in 1990 in Michigan. Sadly, shortly after he was born, his parents divorced, and Draymond permanently lived with his mother, who he grew increasingly close to and has slash had a great relationship with. As a young boy, Green was incredibly tiny. Don't worry, it wasn't dwarfism, but it was just hard for him to grow quickly. And he was often the tiniest kid in his grade, and one of the tiniest kids his age. In his town and school, basketball was big. It was huge. Everyone played. Everyone tried it. At a young age, Draymond was introduced to the game. He stunk at it. Missing everything, barely knowing any of the rules, and just no basketball awareness at all. And for 99.9% of kids, you just quit. You just wouldn't want to do it anymore. But not Draymond. Draymond worked hard. He would go late at night to the gym to practice. And he'd come early in the morning to practice. And on top of that, he played at a gym where high school kids practiced. And there were very few basketballs in that town at that gym. And... One kid would say, Draymond, give us the ball. Draymond wanted to practice so hard, he refused. He held onto the ball even when they would wrestle him for it. They, Draymond knew he didn't have a good chance to win, but he was brave. He was fearless. He was determined to get better. The kids would put him on top of the rim, 10 feet high, throw him in a dirty garbage can. But Draymond got off the rim, or he got out of the can. And he fought back, not in a violent way in a competitive way. That was the definition of Draymond, competitive. Draymond's love of the game fueled his braveness, determination, and competitiveness. In high school, Draymond was a different player. Everyone at his high school was tall. They were small, they were fast, but not Draymond. Green was a shooter. That was the easiest thing that took determination. No matter how hard you work, you won't get taller. Unless you do something you shouldn't. And it takes tons and tons and tons of work to get faster. But shooting? That just takes heart, determination, and will. And those are three things that Draymond prided himself on. Draymond continued to work tirelessly to become a better shooter and was. He was never the star, but a great assistant to the star. Which Draymond was fine with. The star would draw two defenders. Give the ball to the wide open Draymond in the corner. Swish! Nothing but skill, determination, and college recruiters. During his high school career, Greene was dominant as a shooter and a big part in leading his team to many great seasons. And after high school, Green was offered many athletic scholarships to some of the top basketball schools in the nation. But he chose Michigan State University to stay close to home in 2007. And I'm guessing you think, oh, wow, he was amazing, Ra ra ra! he made every shot, Ra ra ra! he became one of the best shooters of all time. Well, you could not be more wrong, and I'm going to ask you, how many points do you think he averaged per game? And you're probably going to say, oh, probably 10, 20, 3. And he grew a little bit, so I'm guessing you're saying, oh, he's probably a rebounder, averaging 8, 10 rebounds per game. No, 3. 3 points per game, 3 rebounds per game, which couldn't be worse for Draymond. But in his second year, Draymond did what he did best. When things were bad, things were challenging. No one believed in him. He worked his butt off. He raised his stats up to eight points per game and rebound, five rebounds per game. Also, he won the most improved player on his team. And in his third season, he kept on working. He didn't give up. And he led his team to a great season, winning the award for the best player in his conference. And there weren't tons of good NBA players in his conference, but there were some pretty good ones. And Draymond, after three seasons in college, he decided to declare for the NBA draft and was selected with the 35th overall pick at the beginning of the second round in the 2012 draft by the Golden State Warriors. He continued to do what he did best, get down early. He started out slowly and only getting a little bit of time in his rookie year. Work so hard, they had to put him in. Draymond continued to work hard. And if you know anything about the NBA, you know the Timberwolves stink, LeBron's really good, and the Gordon State Warriors. But you're probably thinking Steph- Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson. But it's not the Splash Twins. It's the Splash Triplets, the Splash Brothers. Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, and... Draymond Green. Draymond Green became one of the best shooters in the NBA. But not from just dancing around, shooting, oh, well, half-court threes behind my head. No. By working hard. By keep working and not give up. He was so determined to get better and did. But another facet of his game that really got better was defense. Draymond worked so hard on defense and has become one of the most dominant players in the NBA. At the end of this season, which is pretty much over for the Warriors, Draymond will be a free agent, which means he can sign... With any team he wants to. He's expected to go to a decent contender. Maybe the Bucks. I don't know. Maybe the Clippers or Lakers. But we'll have to see what happens. But just never give up. Stay determined. Competitive. And work hard for your dreams. Now here's Andrew with the birthday of the day. Yeah, Ryan. Today, the birthday of the day, is another great NBA player. Steve Kerr. Now you might say, Andrew? Do you mean Stephen Curry? No? Steve Kerr. Well... Isn't he the coach of the Warriors? Yeah, but he also played in the NBA. He played for the Chicago Bulls. He was a part of, in my opinion, the best team in NBA history consisting of Michael Jordan, Sky Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and Steve Kerr. At the time, Steve Kerr was one of the best players ever. He was one of the best players on the planet. He wasn't even in the same conversation as Rodman, Pippen, or Jordan. But he was still very talented. Kerr was a great guy. He was a pretty decent shooter and pretty just a decent all-around player. But in a in a big game situation, with little time left on the clock, Bulls need a bucket. Everyone knows it's going to join. He's the clutchest player of all time, best player of all time. He's the GOAT. But he goes. How about Steve takes the last shot? So Jordan inbound. Jordan gets the ball, takes up to. Takes it up to the other free throw line. Turns around. Sees Kerr wide open. Steve gets the ball. Shoots. And makes it. They win. Huge shot. Kerr wins the game for the Bulls. One of the biggest shots in NBA history. Steve Kerr. Happy birthday. Not a huge fan of you as a coach. Not a huge fan of the Warriors. But you were a great player. And I really respect everything you worked for. And everything you dreamed of. Happy birthday. And good idea Draft Draymond Green, if you were even the coach back then, I don't really know. Now, Vine, there are some great, great games in the coming days. But, Vine, one of the best ones is this Monday night. The Ravens play the Chiefs. Vine, Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Ravens were so close to getting past the first round. Vine, who you got? Personally, I just have to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have been looking out of sync in week one against a terrible defense. 30 points from an offense that last year in the playoffs put up over 40 points in every single game. And in game two against the Chargers, they got 20 points in four quarters. 20 points against the Chargers and almost lost in the Ravens are incredible. In week one, they won 30-6 to against the Browns. It might have even been more. I forgot the exact score. And in week two, they killed the Houston Texans just out dominating them. Their defense has looked like one of the top in the week. Their offense might be the top in the week. I got to go with the Ravens. Yeah, I do like the Ravens on paper, but I just feel like they're going to blow it. Chiefs, I don't know. I just feel like they're a little more together. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Sorry for that voice crack. Now, Ryan, let's get to the NBA. A great game tonight. Game 6. Heat versus Celtics. If the Heat win, they're playing the Lakers in the finals. A V-match of whatever that last happened, which was probably a couple of years ago. Or if the Celtics won, we're going to a Game 7. Ryan, who's playing the Lakers? I got the Heat. I got the Heat. I got the Heat. In my opinion, the Miami Heat will take Game 6 to close out the series. They want it so bad. Don't get me wrong. The Celtics want it too. But with the Heat, Jimmy Buckets... Wants a championship. Gordon Drogic, their star from a different country, wants a championship. Andre Iguatala wants a championship not on the Warriors. They all want it so badly, and I think they're going to get it. Starting tonight, moving to the championship. Yeah, I just got to go with the Celtics. Like, Kemba Walker is too good. Marcus Smart, Jalen Vell. I can't. I'm sorry. I have to go with them. I would love to see the Heat make the finals. I would love to see anyone but LeBron win the championship, but sorry. I just really want it to be the Celtics playing them. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I got to go with Celtics. Ryan's going with Heat. Ryan in the MLB, a pivotal game tonight. The Twins play the Reds. The Reds have Sonny Gray. The Twins have Rich Hill. Ryan, who you got? Sorry to say as Twins fans, but I think the Twins might not be resting some of their best players, but well, resting some of their best players. The Reds have been looking red hot, and this pitcher for them, Sonny Gray, has been out, out of his mind of late, decently. He's been doing pretty well, averaging about five um, innings per start with two or three earned runs. So he's been decent. But I've got to give this one to the Reds. But it doesn't really matter for either team. Class are pretty sad. Yeah, I definitely think the Twins got this game. I feel like we want it more. We need this game. The Reds are just going to be a garbage time getting ready for next season. Hoping for a playoff run. Twins, let's go. Let's go win this playoff series. Whoever we play. Whoever we don't play. Let's go, Twins. Let's go, Twins. And Vikings, don't embarrass Minnesota. You already have. So please don't make me have to move. Yeah, and you are listening to to Twin Twin Talk MN. And our next episode will just be coming out in seven short days this Sunday.